now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast here exclusively on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. My name is Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with us as well. Gentlemen, good to see you. We just wrapped up production for our CRTV show, which means I've actually been seeing you for quite a while. But let's pretend like we're just seeing each other for the first time today. Todd, how are you, man? I'm good. Nobody cares. Yourself? How are the kids? I'm, I'm, I'm just busting you. Our kids are going great. Good, good. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't been mean to you yet this week. I'm still getting emails from people who told me I was too mean to you last week. Well, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've have you gotten any of those, Aaron? Oh, I've yeah. managed to move past it. Have you moved on? I have. Because I, I mean, you walked out of here pretty sullen and crushed. No, I day. didn't. <laughs> no, not at all. See, that's that. I will not abide. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a skip uh, no. in my step. No, negatory, not true. Frankly, I couldn't wait to get the hell out of here, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so we just wrapped up production for today's CRTV show. What stood out to you? What do you want to tease, Todd? Uh, well, uh, to me, the uh, one who is dumbest last loses is epitomized by the fact that the Donald Trump star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood is no more. I mean, I tell you what, this election cycle is going to be lit, man. Lit! Aaron? Oh, mercy. Um, By the end, I was cutting myself and trying to arrange plans for my future off the grid. (laughs) There was, it's, it was bleak. I enjoyed the bleakness because usually it's just a little too chummy around here. So yeah, it was bleak and uh, extremely depressing. Um... I felt no hope for the future afterwards, and um, I don't know. Screw, screw you. (laughs) That's the only thing that's missing. And I'm wearing a. I I look like I'm heading to a Stone Temple Pilots concert in 1994. And it's it's the end of July. Yes. The first Star Wars movie is uh, subtitled "A New Hope." We aren't that here. We are. We are no hope. We are. So I think, not hope. I, I think we're, uh, we're a hopeful. <laughs> I think what Aaron was trying to tell you is there's never been a better day to subscribe to CRTV than right now. Absolutely right now. CRTV.com is how you can go and watch today's show with our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, as well as all the great shows at CRTV from the great one himself, Mark Levin, right on down. CRTV.com. And if you use my name as a promo code DACE, you will get a discounted subscription. How discounted? It will be just a quarter per day. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. All right, gentlemen, let's get to today's podcast for Westwood One. Easy for me to say. It is a buy, sell, or hold Wednesday, which means we're going to tackle a series of different topics. Aaron will throw out, with probably a little help from our friends there in the audience, a series of provocative statements. At least we hope they are, so that they're interesting. It was not a banner week. No? Yeah. That means you got to come through. That means it's it's on you. It's true. All right, so Aaron throws out, maybe with your help, although it sounds like not too much this week, a series of provocative statements. 
Todd and I will decide, are we buying that or are we selling that and why? Hopefully we have at least one good reason why that might be the case. We are permitted once per episode per week a hold. Now, you can only use this because not taking a stand is a total violation of the dude code. Right, The dude code says make a bad decision fast rather than no decision waiting too long to make any decision at all. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay? So, if you do a hold, unless it's because the proposition is so lame, so vapid. Is it a vapid or a vapid day, Aaron? Uh, let's see. I saw... Since a, he has no hope, it's both. I, I know. I saw a black cat crossing the alley today. My shoe was untied when I came in, and it is approximately 77 degrees, so it's vapid. Yeah. All right. So unless it is so lame and vapid, it mm-hmm. doesn't merit a response. If you push hold, if you select that, then you will be mercilessly mocked for violating the dude code. Aaron, you're up. All right. Um, one, one, just some ground rules here again. If if you're gonna gonna make any suggestions on Twitter, and I welcome them, you know, bring it on, bro. If you're gonna make any suggestions at all about Michigan athletics or Michigan football in particular, do your research and really come out with some strong ones because just. Because Steve's on the edge right now, yeah. quite frankly, uh, yeah. on this topic. Out, I found out Dick Morris from a Motel 6 with a picture of a dude's ass in his face <laughs> is getting a half million Facebook views yeah. for something called um, deep state Licking six. the Deep State. I don't yeah. know. What's it called? Deep State licking Six. I don't know what it's called. Deep state. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> a psychedelic fan fiction all by I know, Dick Morris. All, all I know is it's, it's it generates a lot more interest than my own content does. And I'm on a very slim thread right now. <laughs> yes. Okay? I'm on, a, I'm, on a, I'm on a razor's edge here. So Aaron is not exaggerating. Um, we'll start with Adrian Slay. This is bold. Uh, we learn at some point that Trump and Cohen initially leaked the tape that CNN is peddling to keep the media tweaked. I could buy that. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I do love I do love that proposition. I mean, I'm totally selling because I don't believe anybody here is that clever or smart. I'm totally selling. But um, I think anytime, anytime, here's a general rule of thumb. In fact, let me give you a few. God is real, gravity's a female dog, and it's never four-dimensional chess, okay? Ever. It's never that. Okay, so any four-dimensional chess propositions, I'm going hard sell. I mean, harder sell than Roseanne on Hannity tonight. Hard, hard sell. Like, I would watch Roseanne on Hannity in, like, a dead language before I'm buying anything on any semblance of any four-dimensional chess, okay? But that's just one-dimensional chess, don't you think? Uh, no. We need the we no. need the press to just kind of freak out over this nonsense. So that, that 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 after I'm after I have my office is raided, uh, my life is destroyed, and I'm and I'm looking at prison. Uh, yeah, that, no, no, no. Now I now that does sound like the kind of chess these guys would do, and that it just blows up in their face. I I, I if you wanted to come with that proposition, I might buy it. But as a general rule. God is real. Gravity is a female dog. It's never four-dimensional chess. So I'm selling any four-dimensional chess assertions automatically. Although this guy sounds clever, and I kind of like the way he thinks, I just don't think anybody inside that operation is thinking like that. No, uh, I will buy it. Um, I, I, I totally think 
uh, only because I don't think it's four-dimensional chess. But uh, Steve's right on the premise of that. Yeah, there, that's never going on. I just think this is pretty much one-dimensional. All right, the next two, like rapid fire, absolutely no explanation whatsoever I like uh, for these. the next one. Uh, Brandon says, Constantinos Roditis will do a buy, sell, hold. We now have people sending in buy, sell, or holds about other people. That buy, send, it's rapid fire. Sell. <laughs> sell on principle. I love these, and I won't hold myself to them. Uh, Constantinos Roditis says, Trump Cohen tape will not change anything. Buy. Hard buy. Um, this tape? Yeah. Buy. Yeah, buy. Yeah. Um, gender McGender face Medicare by all or for all by 2024 I could buy that bye bye yeah bye Um, Congress will pass a bill to rein in Trump's tariffs that's from Dennis Uh, sell inaudible noise says if Mike Pence chooses to run for president after Trump's term or terms he will lose the Republican nomination to Nikki Haley I could absolutely buy that. Can we do? A, can we start doing a meh? I know this is Todd's favorite topic. Yeah, yeah I future mean, I, future primary straw polls. Todd's favorite topic. Yeah, I. Um, this is where I, you just sell on principle. We, that somebody's making you take a stand, so you're some, just going to sell. Yeah, that's right. Although I, I I I would buy. I don't I don't think Mike Pence is a strong presidential candidate. No, agreed. Bill says the Browns have a good turnaround year this year and makes cleveland great again you can you can start you know elaborating more if you want to yeah i mean what's good um i mean could, what, how about, <laughs> <laughs> i think they could go from 0 and 16 to 5 and 11 maybe even 6 and 10 i mean that's that's a monster improvement by the way i think that's possible you know they have a very capable starting quarterback in tyrod taylor i think they had easily the best college quarterback in baker mayfield who um even if he was in, I said, I said three inches uh, with Kurt Schilling today. If he was an inch and a half taller, he'd have been the unquestioned number one pick, and no one would have said a word. They made some really good free agent acquisitions. Their skill, position, talent. He's also kind of a jackass. That's one of the things I like about him. Actually, <laughs> not I mean that. I think that you need someone to come in there and totally change the culture and just say this is just not acceptable. And I'm the I'm the number one overall pick. I'm going to be here for four or five years making more money than all y'all. So you can get on the train or you can go 0-16 again. I think I think they absolutely and needed something like that. They'll inspire that with a crotch grab or what? Um, he's not, yeah. he's Ma- not. Maybe a you know, Heisman Trophy, three final, you know, three-time finalist to the Heisman Trophy Award, two trips to the college football playoff. I don't know. I mean, this resume is okay, I guess. He's also a jackass. That's what I like. And I, so is Tom Brady. Whoa! Wow! Absolutely is. You went. I love that about him too. Captain America, Michigan yeah. grad. He's. He, I, I love that you about just him too. Compared those two. Yeah. In their makeup. Yeah, I think there's and a their lot of similarities to their craft. I think there's a lot of similarities in their makeup. Actually. Wow. Yeah. I. Uh, no. No. Yeah. Uh, Shannon says. Dace and did we ever buy or sell? I can't, I can't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, the I, Browns. I will, no, Browns suck. It was the Browns. Uh, I so, will buy that yeah. they can have. A, they will have a much better season. Gotcha. Sell whatever the Browns. That may be. Shannon says uh, Steve Dace and Nathan Stanley are related. Iowa quarterback Nathan Stanley. That's a hard buy. Everybody yeah. keeps showing this to me. Like you were featured on uh, the local TV uh, with this comparison last season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is something a lot of people keep bringing up to me. Do you, I don't see it. Yeah, do I you do. guys see it? Oh, yeah. totally. Do you? Yep. Okay. Oh, total buy. Absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll buy then based on your recommendation. 
Uh, this one. Actually, I'm sorry, Nate. <laughs> uh, this one. This one's really good. I'm going to save that for later. Uh, AU Tiger says, due to political pressure, Trump will back down on tariffs and then declare uh, victory. Metaphysical certitude. I don't think there is any political pressure. Yeah, that's South, because of what you said. Now, I don't. I think whether it works or not, he will declare victory. I agree with that. But I don't. I don't see what. Who brings pressure? I mean, I got an email from a guy who is who's worked for years in conservative media and knows a lot of the top conservative media people. Send me an email today about somebody he's known for a long time by the name of Rush Limbaugh. He goes, I, I goes, he said to me today, I just saw this note while we were sitting here getting yeah. ready to do the podcast. And he said, you know, I, I never thought this would happen, but for the first time ever, I got so sickened, I just had to turn it off. <laughs> and, and you know what it was? Listening to Rush defend tariffs. Oh my. He said, it's just, it, it's just it was so horish to listen to i couldn't do it anymore so i just turned it off and so if that's what we are and there's no we already we've already sold on any resistance from congress right i don't i don't know i mean i mean this is the democrats trade policy it's not like they're going to be running in this fall on terror against tariffs they've been they've been for this is this is bernie sanders trade policy so i i don't know where the political pressure comes actually I don't. Hmm. Uh, Brandon says a Republican, not the Democratic Party, will lead the charge for pedophile inclusion. He says a Republican, not the Democratic Party. Well, we've got a Republican today uh, announcing a plan for carbon tax taxes. Um, Um, We have Republican judges who have given us a child killing who gave us gay marriage including at the supreme court the artist formerly known as bruce jenner there you go there's another one longtime republican there you go that's a really good poll right there Aaron. no doubt so sure yeah why not what yeah. are we what are we saying is pedophile inclusion pedophile inclusion lgbt aarp pedo yeah. okay just in yeah no, I'm depressed. Especially in an in an era where we keep being told. Max Boot has literally written 75 columns telling people he's not a Republican anymore. And the media keeps referring to him every time he criticizes Trump as Republican Max Boot was critical of Trump. You know what I mean? That's the world. We, Jennifer Rubin at the Washington Post has never written a conservative column in her entire career. And she's a conservative. So that's the era in which we live. Think that you were think about becoming a Republican for three and a half minutes once in your life, and then you get branded one by the mainstream media when they want to use you um, to advance their narrative. Think about that aspect yeah. of it as well. See, I still I blanch at this because I, even though I'm not a Republican anymore, I still kind of take that like some of it personally. Like no way, but you got to leave that behind, man. So sure, bye. Um, exile minority status, dim WSP, you guys have some weird names on Twitter, um, <laughs> has a couple of suggestions for XFL. Season kicks off on Thanksgiving night, built-in sports audience. That's already NFL. Yeah, territory. total sell. Total sell. Um, That'd be a terrible idea. Yeah. Yes. Negotiate a deal with Netflix or streaming company. I mean, I think it's a great done. idea. Yeah. yeah, I would buy that. Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, no punting once you clear the fifty-yard line. You have to go for it. Yeah, or like- field goal past the twenty. 
I I uh, I love those ideas. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. especially the punting past the fifty yard line. Yep. you know that line from the last Boy Scout, one of the great movie lines of the '90s, when they're torturing Bruce Willis, and he and the torturing guy says, "I want to hear you scream," and he responds with, "Play some rap music." That's yes. a very underrated it, movie. It, it is an underrated. That is a great line. You want to hear Steve Day scream a torturous scream. Punt from the 38-yard line, oh. from the 40-yard line. Oh. Instead of going for it on like fourth and three, Kirk Ferentz, and then have the ball go out yeah. of bounds every time because no one can call for call, like the like the Ray guy coffin corner kicks when we were kids. Nobody does that anymore, right? And so, and, and all and all this field athletic turf too, where the ball bounces like a basketball does now. All right. So these coaches who punt on like fourth and three and fourth and four from the 38 or the 42-yard line, and the ball goes out of bounds, and they get it, and the other team gets it back at the 20 or 25, depending on the rule in the league, for like a net 18 or 15-yard punt, when there were better odds that you could convert a first down there and that you would put the ball inside the 15 on a punt. Much better odds, actually. Yeah. You want to hear me scream? That, that, that play every Saturday, every Sunday in, in football, makes me torturously See, scream. Agreed, but wait... You mentioned Kirk Ferentz here at home, Iowa's coach. But when it comes to that stuff, most coaches are just like him. They default to nonsense because they don't want to have to sit there and explain uh, their decisions. A classic example of this to me, uh, I can't remember what part of the island, but do you remember in the soup between... um, who took over for Jimmy Johnson? Uh, Barry Switzer. Mm-hmm. The, so the year after they won two Super Bowls, then they didn't win, and then they went back. But the year Barry Switzer started, he didn't win it. And in that year, he went against the Eagles with Emmett Smith in that line, and he went on fourth down, and I think it was somewhere between the 40s. I mean, it was – but it's – and he took all kinds of grief for it. And I said, why don't Barry – we're the Dallas Cowboys. It didn't work this time, but you're damn right. We mm-hmm. do it again. Mm-hmm. You know – and then just shut up, but everybody part, uh, oh, I don't know, and they get all, no, they just don't want to have to deal with any nonsense because nonsense questions will follow. They, uh, there are plenty of good plays in all sports that are worth taking a risk, even though the likelihood of them occurring are statistically less than 50%. But they're still just worth doing because you know what? We're dudes playing this sport. That's yep. what. Yep. But it, they don't. They forget that that's what this is really about, and then they just go safe. And it's silly and it's nonsense. But most coaches do. Um, Tom says tariffs gone by October. Which ones? Because there's the EU ones. There's the there's the Chinese ones. Let's, there's the blanket ones. Yeah, let's say Chinese tariffs. Sell. Sell. Yep. All right. Now, breaking news as we are talking, I should point this out. Um, the EU wants to avoid a trade war, so they are going to import more soybeans. They're going to lower their industrial um, tariffs and work more on um, on American exports. All right? So um, and there's also the Canadian-Mexican tariffs, too. I mean, there's three mm-hmm. different lines, but... At the very least, if I worked in the Trump White House, oh, and we're yeah. taking all this heat right yes. now. Yes, I mean we'd be we'd be torch this. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would be using this news. I'd be doing the Champs Elysees out in the Rose Garden with this news. Yep. Now the EU, we all know. I mean, the, the Europeans are gutless. We all know this. Yep. All right, but 
and the Chinese are more likely going to dig in, uh, but are more likely to dig in, I should say. But you need a win, and you got one, and you should be uh, you you should be blaring this from on high, no doubt. All right, here's what I think could be an interesting uh, topic. Uh, this is from Fupadal Fupa Aladdin. Guys, use your real names. Uh, the FCS. <laughs> what if that was? Yeah. <laughs> That's like when your parents, when you're born, you're like, what could we name our kids? They get beat up every day in the fifth yeah. grade. Right? I think you just performed a microaggression there. Oh, yes. mercy. Uh, he says, I just assumed his gender, uh, the FCS is a more pure brand of football than the FBS. Says the reasons, playoff system, money, and TV are less of a factor. I, I disagree. Um, I mean, this is... I, I get where he's getting at. I might say it's its its more altruistic because you don't have some of the temptations that money and the other things bring to the table. But this is, this is the argument I've heard in basketball. The women's game is a pure game. Um, even if that's true, so it's not as good of a game. Not as good of athletes. I would say the same thing about the FCS. I mean, you know what? I'll even buy that that's true, just for the sake of this argument. So what? They're not as good of players. It's not as good of football. So I don't care. That's my answer. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. I think I will buy simply based on that. I I I think that's less of an issue. That that seems to be a a college basketball pro basketball argument that now is trans translating over into football because of some of uh, football's other uh, problems. But yeah, the I mean, the football ultimately, in essence, is just ultimately about pure raw athleticism and talent. So I don't. It's hard to make that argument in any long sustaining way. All right, Rolling Stone. Oh no, top ten worst songs of the eighties. Worst songs? Worst songs. Okay. If no. Red Red Wine by UB40 is not on this list, I don't want to live in this world anymore. Number 10, Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up. Oh, absolutely belongs on the list. Let's just do Does It Belong on the list, okay? Since it's only the top 10. All right. Sure. Yes. Right. Yep. So straight up, Does It Belong in the top 10? Buying. buying or selling? I'm buying. Never gonna give you buy. I yeah. sell. I, I would sell. Uh, wow. Number nine, wow. Taco Putting on the Ritz. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Uh, yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've never heard that. Have I heard dun, dun, that? Peak at number two, I believe, on AP or on the Billboard track back in 1983. Putting on the Ritz. Oh, I don't know. I don't think that's one of the 10 worst songs. That's just one of those songs that's kind of not meant to be great, but it's just a little catchy and it has its moment in the sun, but it's like not just... Oh, gosh, that's terrible. Oh, it's not great, but it's just... I, 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 oh. I can think of worse songs. Yeah, I think I'll say it's harmless. That's harmless. It, it's kind of the 80, In a way, it's almost the 80s version of Mac, the Macarena, which, by the way, I took Zoe on a daddy-daughter date to go see uh, Hotel Transylvania 3 yeah. on Monday. And, you know, she's 13 now, so she's kind of too old for it, but she, we just thought it'd be kind of cute because we saw the first two yeah. when she was younger and we hadn't been on a daddy-daughter date in a while, so we thought it'd be just kind of cute, just to kind of go and reminisce. And the movie's—the movie is every bit as dreadful as you think it is in the trailers. It's dreadful. At the end of the film, they have to—they—they ha- they, the Macarena is key in winning the final battle. They are literally dancing and playing the Macarena, and they're—and in the midst of this, it's—and it's just dreck. 
Like, you don't want to swallow because the taste in your mouth is so bad watching this. It's that bad. And in the midst of this, Adam Sandler's Dracula looks in the looks into the camera. He takes up the whole shot on screen. Looks into the camera and just kind of shrugs his shoulders. That actually happens. Almost as if he's saying, we were totally out of ideas and just needed to cash in here, guys. <laughs> Almost like a self-aware acknowledgement. Dude, this just sucks. Okay. But I don't know why tacos putting on the Ritz made me think about that, but it did. Number eight, Tony Basil, Mickey, Total Buy. No way. Hate, That's a great song. hate this song. It's the that's most annoying. That's a great song. No way it belongs in this yeah. list. It's one of the oh gra- that's God. one of the best songs. I've See, I've got to... I cannot stand this. I've got to sell. You just have... When a song like... It, Rick Astley, the first one, That that is a guy and a dude who's trying to really make a good song and utterly fails. It's just grating. These other two songs are not... No, I don't think there's any pretensions to... Gra- that's the essence of... Like pop music, empty calories. Yep. I just, uh, yeah. I this don't... is closer to one of the ten best songs of the eighties. Now than that's one of the 10 worst. going too far. This is a disc. great song. Don't reel it in. Come on, keep it. <laughs> keep it so legit. Fine, you blow my mind. Todd's okay, like, Todd's like so I'm watching your sperm counts dropping. Don't do this. <laughs> oh. Don't do this. All right. Don't don't do this to yourself. Love on, you, man. On radio, Come please. on. Love you. <laughs> This one intervention now. This one I don't get. Number seven, Bobby McFarland. Don't worry, McFarren. McFarren. Again, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Um, don't worry. Be be happy. That's a total sell. Yeah, this song went to number one. I think back in '89. I don't think it's that great of a song. This song's in the uh, uh, Hotel Transylvania movie too, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't. I, I always thought the song was overrated. But it's certainly not one of the ten worst songs of the '80s. No way, man. No way. Like, isn't Billy Crystal, Robin Williams in the video, from what I recall? Wow, yeah. Yes. I think about it. Hmm. Yeah. You're right. Uh, number six, Falco, Rock Me Amadeus. Oh, Sal, come on. Come on, man. No. Dude, that... I, lit up, I lit up the eighth grade lunchroom. That, this was where I, where I began debuting parody songs with bodily functions. And human anatomy. When I when I when I when I oh, when I introduced the world to Rock Me I'm an Anus, that lit up the Jackson Park Junior High eighth grade lunchroom, man. It was lit. It was as lit as the Gadsden Mall at the Jackson Park Junior High lunchroom there in Wyoming, Michigan, when I busted out with uh, Rock Me I'm an Anus. This was another number one song. Oh, wow. I wish this was another number one song. Ah, yikes. What was Falco's other big hit? Do you remember? No. Not up. You guys don't remember? No. Don't turn around. Uh-oh. The commissars in town. Oh-oh. Remember that song? <laughs> the communists are in town? The commissar. Com- oh. Yeah. Wow. No, this that was a, a creative song. That's vintage 80s right there. You bet. Uh, number five, Men Without Hats, The Safety Dance. Uh, I'll, buy. I'll buy. I, I, I've always have hated you, this song. Have you guys I mean, with a passion? Have you guys seen the literal music video for um, Safety Dance? No, the, the, I saw the original in like '83. No, there are literal music. Yeah, you guys need to look that up. Safety Dance literal version. It's pretty funny. It is. I think hilarious. this is also like what number is are we on right now? That was number five. Okay, because half of this list, I think three of these songs are from 1983. At least two of them are. That is, and um, um, uh, not Rick Astley, but the one that was after that. Um, Un momento. One second. But there's another, both, Tony oh, Bain. Taco. Taco. Taco, those are both from 1983. Hmm. Yeah. 
Hmm. Uh, number four, Wham! Wake me up before you go. I'm in. Go. I'm in. I hate. I hate the song. And this this was Billboard's number one song of the year for 1984. Number one song of the year for 1984. Wake me up before you uh, this go. Is, I'm trying to be objective. This is where I'm going to have to step in now and save your masculinity. Well, no, I don't. don't. This is a terrible no. song, but this is. It's uh, an eminence front. It's a put on. This don't is worry. as peak 80s as I can think of so far in this. I mean, this defines watching MTV for a while, you know? Yeah. It does. Amy and I were watching. Uh, uh, I want my '80s on MTV too, where they actually put music, music videos, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. And this video came on, and I hadn't seen it, and I can't tell you how long. We were curious because the backup singers, the girls, are wearing Choose Life shirts. I think I remember that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure it's a totally different context, yeah. right, than we would understand it in a political arena. I just couldn't remember when was this a trend. In the did it, what other meaning did it have in the? Do you know what other meaning it had? I don't know. I okay. have none. Okay. Yeah. I'll, well, it's yeah. Bye. It belongs on the list. It's dreadful, but hey, that that's peak eighties right there. It's funny. Like half of these songs went to number one on the Billboard chart. Like most of the ones that you have mentioned here so far went number one on the Billboard chart. Number three, Krista Berg or Berg. Krista Berg. Krista Berg, Lady in Red. Another number one song. Uh I'll sell. That's not a terrible song. Not a terrible song. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it. Now, I loved his Don't Pay the Ferryman song huh? with a really cool video where he jumped in the ferry on the River Styx in like 1982. You don't no remember that? No memory of that, no. Okay. But this was another number one song. I don't remember song. this. Look at Rolling Stone trying to go all edgy by hating on all these songs the public loved. That sounds like Rolling Stone. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember this one. Um, you weren't born. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Touche. Uh, number two, Europe, the final countdown. This is a song that I just thought was. I was. Sell. Yeah. I used to think Mannheim Steamroller was like hard rock just because the home that I grew up in. And so this was like, for whatever reason. Hi, Mom final, and Dad. Yeah. The final countdown uh, was like one of the really cool songs growing up in like middle school. And I'm like, oh, this is so epic. I hate that song. Now. I I thought it was fine growing up, and it was used like in every sports arena yeah, in the yeah. late yep. '80s, early '90s. And then there was this line of commercials that came out a few years ago, yeah, where they were like in a rest the work the work break room, yeah. waiting for the the oh, yeah. microwave to there count was, down. Wasn't it a Geico commercial? Yeah, I is think? that who it was? And yeah. it just drove me so nuts. I I I don't think it's one of the ten worst songs of the '80s. But I grew to hate this song because these commercials annoyed me so much. But it's funny you bring up that you thought because of the home you grew up in, Mannheim Steamroller, was uh, hard rock. Yeah. So, yeah, as you know, my wife was an Army brat. Her dad used to jump out of planes and helicopters for the 101st Airborne, okay? So you're, and she, you know, so you're thinking, rough, gruff. Ask my wife what she thinks about the Carpenters. Because, you know, when you're an Army brat and you move a lot, and your family is sometimes in another country or another half of the country. You get a lot of car. You get a lot of car time. You get a lot of backseat time driving to see the in-laws yeah. or to see the family, right? And my father-in-law, her old man, would would you know leave Fort Campbell and pop in the Carpenters eight tracks and cassette tapes and just uh, yeah, yeah, easy rock out to that. 
all the way on these long drives. And to this day, she can't handle three three notes. It drives her insane. She can't handle it. Yeah, I remember Rick Carpenter's Barry Manilow, you know, those dusty... Now, who's a big Barry Manilow fan? Do you guys know? No. Our good friend Bob Vanderplas... Is he really? ...is a Barry Manilow fanatic. Well, you put on Mandy, and, you know, you must stop and uh, give props. I I stop and ask for a men's room, but... (laughs) Yeah. And the worst song of the 80s, according to... Rolling Stones is still haven't found what I'm looking for. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Yeah, Starship. We built this city. I'm fine with. I'm fine with that being on the list. I'm okay with it. Really? Yeah, I'm fine with it. Sal, this This is just. You know what? Keep playing this. This is schlock. I mean, this is like 80s schlock. Yes. Caricaturing 80 schlock. This is this is almost this is self-parody. It's so bad. And you've got Grace Slick with the she looks like the bride of Frankenstein or something in this video. You know, like a oh wow, an 80s spin on her hair. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, I see that. Yeah, this is this is 80s schlock, the worst kind. Not like good 80s schlock. Well, that's what my it's the 80s word. That's pretty much schlock. Yeah, I mean it was a schlocky decade, no yeah. doubt. You know, but and I, there's good take 80s, much of it in a heartbeat. There's good 80s schlock like Family Ties. And there's bad 80s schlock like that show that was independently syndicated where the girl was the robot. And it had like a bunch of commercial actors were her family. And it was so terrible. But it was on for like six years. Because they needed to run something at 4.30 on a Saturday on every uh, UHF station in America. For a second, I thought you were talking about the bionic woman. and then uh, That was the 70s. So, I'm fine with that song being on the list. you disagree? Yeah, disagree. As far as no. Rolling Stone lists goes, this one was only terrible. Yes. The worst song. Yeah, we pop got, song we got it. We got ever. it. Ever. Oh, ever. Ever. Red, red wine. Red, red wine. Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, by no, UB40. He's, he's not done. Does anybody know? I have wanted to know for for nearly 35 years now. I have needed to know. What is a woolly pazine? <laughs> Do you know what a woolly pazine is? Woolly <laughs> is that pazine? what they're really saying? And you know, for years I thought. I just think those is are the, the lyrics because it's yeah. And then I looked it up. It is. And the eight when we got to when the internet when the internet arrived and like all the lyrics were on the internet, I looked it up. That is those are the official lyrics. It's not revved up like it, a douche then. I thought that's what that was for, for my, my entire childhood too. <laughs> I remember one time I was at a party and I was convinced ACDC shook me all night long when I was little. One of those, one of you when you're little, like seventh grade, like the first time you're going to like a co-ed party, you know, with dancing and stuff. And and I thought, uh, my whole childhood, I thought shook me all night long was she'll be all right now. She'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like little, little preteen about to hit puberty. Stevie's out there rocking away. And everybody's like, dude, those are, that's not, that's not the right (laughs) 
That's like one of those moments that like stunts puts your puberty off for a good three years. Like <laughs> like you don't ask a girl out for like you know an extra six months after that just because your confidence is so shaken at that age, right? <laughs> but I went and looked it up, and in UB40's red red wine, it literally is woolly pazine. That is the line. Woolly pazine. Yes. Another another question of the eighties that must be answered. Todd, do you know why there were three Thompson twins? Do you know why? I do why not. were there three Thompson twins? Do you know why? I don't. Aaron, could you Google that? Why were there three Thompson twins? Yes. Bread, bread, wine, steak, lobster, meat. Red, red, wine, stay close to me. I'm trying to look up the woolly pazine thing. Go ahead, though. I'm trying to think if there's other terrible songs from the 80s, because there's like so many of them. Oh, it says here on this website, misheard lyrics, red, red wine, you give me woolly pazine, woolly pazine. Original lyrics, red, red wine, you give me a whole heap azing, whole heap azing, which makes even less sense. That, that's not comforting. Yeah. <laughs> it makes even less <laughs> I think I'm just going to go with woolly We've pazine. We've only gone deeper down the rabbit. Why didn't we stop digging? Yeah, woolly pazine sounds like some protozoa you saw in a microscope in the ninth grade at least, okay? All right, final thoughts, Todd. Well, uh, let's see. On the matter of the 80s, yeah, um, that schlock, I just want to reemphasize, we should be wishing we were part of a decade uh, whose worst music could rise to the level of that list here just here because I think if we did the worst of this decade, um, we might all need exorcisms afterwards. So I think that we were living in better times in many ways. Every generation thinks that, though, don't you think? Every generation always thinks that the salad days were the best days, right? Doesn't every generation sit around a piano with Ethel and think, those were the days? Doesn't every generation do that to some extent? Uh, I do to some extent. And yeah. I didn't do it past this particular uh, subject of music, but that was all, the crap was pretty harmless crap. That is true. Until we got to, you know, shout at the devil and, you know, it seems like since since Alice Cooper, every decade now has to have its satanic uh, marketing flirtation. But for the most part, those examples aside, the schlock was was basically harmless. Alice You're right. Cooper is apparently a Christian. Now, yeah, and uh, the, living living water the, or living rock ministries or something is his yeah is his youth and camp the, or something. Um, the pastor at my church right now. Um, he formerly pastored a church up around Mason City, where Glenn Buxton um, actually lived out the rest of his days. Mm-hmm. And my current pastor actually led Glenn Buxton to the Lord. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, like, like he, Cooper's legit, man. Like, he's got like a youth Christian yeah. camp, and it's called Living Waters or Living Stones Youth Camp or something like that. I hear it was a, on NBC, they keep doing these live plays and some have been oh yeah and they just did uh, jesus christ superstar yeah. didn't they and, and he played herod did he yeah okay mm-hmm. it didn't i, I mean it was, right. I, we saw i saw the christmas story when they did last christmas we watched that as a family but i know they did jesus christ superstar which yes save the emails we're all aware it is not a theologically orthodox story we we understand that okay we get that so you can i, I, I know i can i get i know color-coded rapture chart guy was I could hear him fumbling around for his keyboard. We know. 
We know it's not theological. We know that. Aaron, final thoughts. I googled uh, why were the Thompson twins, uh, why were the three Thompson twins, and here's the answer that I came up with. You may have internet connectivity issues. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You need to get a hobby. (laughs) Let me guess, 30 and a virgin. Yes. Um, I've got to go to D.C. tomorrow, which you guys know I want to do that as much as I want to get a root canal without anesthetic. I, I can't avoid it, though. It's a business thing. I'm only gone one day. You guys will be here tomorrow in my stead. Mm-hmm. And then I will be back on Friday. Because like, I, didn't, I don't even want to, I, I want to go there. I, I don't want to go there so bad. I'm not even willing to spend the night. Like I'm catching a red eye coming back home. I'm getting up at 7 a.m. to get there in time for a meeting that I have to be at. And then I'm coming home right after that meeting. That's how little I want to go back to Washington, D.C. But it's unavoidable. So you guys will be in very good hands. Todd and Aaron will be here just one day while I'm gone. And then we'll be back again on Friday with some Feedback Friday on the podcast. Don't forget CRTV.com. If you want to watch our TV show, use that promo code DACE. Please click click subscribe there and leave us a review on iTunes and Stitcher. That really helps us to grow our podcast. Many of you have done that already. Thank you very much. Until tomorrow, John 317. Steve Dace. I like it, you.